Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin and Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI Podcast. Today, we're talking about how wealth takes time. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays Land Flipping Blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we've gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it into this course. It's an easy-to-follow video format. It's got all the contract scripts and forms that we use in our daily business, and everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So, if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com, click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday. I know I say this a lot, but I feel like it's been a while. It really has been a while this time. <laughs> okay. That's, that's not okay. A, I, wasn't, I wasn't feeling crazy on this, huh? No, you weren't feeling crazy because I feel like we had three or four shows in the lineup. And then we had and a couple, yeah, we had a couple interviews in there and Got to see some other people, and I, now I come over, and we're recording in the new studio, trying to figure out how you're doing, and your feet are propped up, and you're kicked back, relaxed. That's right, yeah. This is this is the new you, This huh? is the new podcast setup, you know? I, I don't know why I didn't think of this beforehand. I, uh, I would say, <laughs> I've been with you all day. I would say, we must be celebrating 420 or something, but no, <laughs> nope, you're not, because I've been with you all day. We just had some big cheeseburgers for lunch and a couple interviews on other podcasts, because we've been doing a little podcast tour again. Well, you have. Andy, I guess I kind of have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think we're total right now of like 15 or 16 guest appearances is what I think it's going to work out to be as of right now. Yeah. The podcast is a great thing, you know, and you just sent me that video from Gary V mm-hmm. talking about how everyone should have one, basically. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. If you can get your message out there, I think where people get hung up on it is the amount of time that it takes um, and that it's not quick. Like, it's not like you're instantly Joe Rogan and getting a multi-million dollar deal from somebody. Or not even a multi-thousand dollar deal. <laughs> you want a multi-thousand dollar deal, Mr. Southey? I, I don't necessarily, like, that's not what I, the goal of this is, right? But yeah. you just got to, when we're talking about what people's expectations are for starting a podcast, it's not, hey, congratulations, you did 10 shows, you're a millionaire. Yes, you, you're syndicated now. You are all over the globe. Yeah. But you know it's good, and I think I think why I'm so relaxed right now that that lunch it wore me out. Did it? The it was, corn it was a nuggets, lot of food, man. The corn nuggets. I was struggling after the corn nuggets. I could have went without the burger, and I didn't go with the small one because it said wimpy on the the thing, and I did not want to be considered wimpy at the burger place. Yeah, no, that'll get you every time. No, but Tommy's great quality meat. Uh, Nolan <laughs> Nolan Ryan beef. Uh, apparently, we brought this up early on in one of our episodes. We have a listener that's went back through all the podcast and. Uh, he picked that up and gave us the original name for the the manufacturing plant for that, which was a cool story, kind of learning through that. But then we saw that and we both kind of laughed about it as we saw it today. So, Jimmy, we appreciate that uh, you uh, looking back and listening to the early episodes and, and picking up that tidbit for us. Yeah. Also, on another note, if we said something 200 episodes ago, chances are we don't remember it. So. <laughs> I, I don't remember half the shit. I had to talk to my wife in text message so I can at least see it written down so I remember what was said because if not, I won't remember what's said. I just black out, I think. Oh, yeah. No, we're just here talking. And At this point, for you and I to do a podcast, it's just sit down with microphones in front of us and just talk, right? One, two, three, go. Yeah, and so I, what I would ask someone is, hey, can you think back to 300 episodes? 
conversations ago that you had and remember something that it's was not said even two or three hundred conversations ago. It's tip. We were doing three shows a week, so that is over a hundred weeks ago. Like yeah. I mean, that would be like you just telling your kids that Hot Wheel is red, and you're like, ah. But no, I digress. Yeah. Anyway, so wealth takes time. Wealth takes time, and that's man. That that one's a. You know, the Gary Vee post I commented to you with, um, you know, him saying it takes time and get involved and get started. You know, your first couple of videos are going to suck or whatever, whatever that may be. It takes time. But, you know, so many people are in such a hurry to be financially free and they forget that it takes time and, and the money has to compound. And so, you know, I I wanted to kind of take a, this episode to say, hey, it's OK if you're not a millionaire today. Just keep taking those steps in the right direction because you have to get started it's something whether whether it's you investing land like us or you getting started in whatever journey you have going, but you have to get started and continually make steps forward because it, it's going to take time before it's successful. Yeah, there's so much in this niche, real estate in general, where it's you can make a ton of money, quit your job so very quickly. Mm-hmm. When we were on Joe McCall's podcast, he asked us to like, I don't remember his exact question, but it was kind of like, well, how long before you can quit your job? Yeah. You know, and you gave your answer and I, and, uh, I remember seeing his face and he was kind of like, and I think he might even have said like, really that long. And then he, he's like, well, Adam, what do you think about this? You know? And it's like the only people who tell someone that they're going to be wealthy enough through real estate investing to quit their job in the first three months are just trying to sell you something. I, I agree with that. And you, you know how it came for about for me and what the stress level that I carried. And that's looking at you know, your wife and two kids at the time. And I, me and my wife talked about this not too, not too long ago. And I was like, I don't think that you understood like the, the amount of stress that felt not because of the, the actual doing the the task, you know, buying and selling land wasn't the hard part, but it was the other stuff. It was the unexpected expenses that come up. It's the, the kid breaks its leg, the kid breaks its arm, the dentist, and you, you have a couple cavities. You can budget for everything in life. Like you can say, okay, my rent's this much, my bills are this much, but you can't budget for that oh shit moment or that oops yeah, the garage broke whoops yeah no no shit uh, yeah. fresh wound I, I'm a fresh wound so yeah. hold on real quick too i want i don't i want to clarify i'm not saying joe mccall when i yeah, just trying to sell you like this crazy dream no right? it just reminds me of when t- we were on yeah show. tons of respect for the man I mean, yeah. he's built a nice business but for me to tell you every like make a blanket statement and say hey it's going to take you three months to quit your job if you had $50,000 in acquisition funds and another 30000 to send out marketing material, yes, I could get you to quit your job in, in three months. I could do that. That's not that's not impossible. But I, as a responsible, as a person that's taking responsibility for another human being when I say, hey, I'm guaranteeing you can do this, is I don't want that stress on myself because what if you can't? What if you just don't like it? What if you don't have the money to pay your bills in two months because you you bet everything out there? And that's the, there's a different there's different speed and different place to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not even talking about wealth yet. At that point, we're just talking about making, you know, making, making money. money. Yeah, we're not talking about the uh, okay. Well, I don't have to work as hard now because I'm wealthy, which just takes time. Even if you're able to quit your job in three months because you're making enough money flipping land, like you may or may not be considered wealthy. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there is a there's a piece to that, that and it, I'm glad you said it that way because I think both of us, you know, when I got fired and you quit your job. We both had living expenses for years plus in the bank. Like for me, I put six months back and then I put everything else to work. But that's not meaning I didn't have extra cash hidden in other investments or equity in houses that I could tap if worse come to worse. But, you know, just cash on hand. And you, this, I think I can speak for you. You probably had three years of cash on hand before 
you left, you know, corporate America. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a, and you had passive income coming in and you had other streams of income coming in. So it wasn't like it was just a one day, Hey, I'm going to quit my job and I don't have a paycheck anymore. So what do I do? There there's, you have built up this business or this wealth or this influx of money monthly that you know, you're going to be okay. You know, and you're, cost of living is way different than mine as it may be different some other people may be way different than 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 ours as well combined yeah yeah i mean there's no shortage of people who need 10 15 20 thousand dollars a month just to pay their bills yeah there's also no shortage of people who need to make a thousand or two thousand that need to pay their bills that are only bringing in 50, you know a quarter of that right living yeah. everything on credit like wealthy is such a relative topic yeah um everyone's wealth level like what what makes someone wealthy is so much different like i don't even know how i could define it because i could easily not make a dollar for the next year or you know even longer and be fine but mm -hmm. do i consider myself wealthy I don't, I don't know if i would i that's a that's a great that's a great point and i i like that because it's when you set up stuff and you you build it whether it's the note business that you built early on you're still getting paid on those, right? Mm -hmm. that's, so that's that's something your company is just going to have. You know, For me, we've done that as well. We've got notes coming in. We have inventory that we know will turn. We've got stuff that's in different varying markets. Or, and, and I say markets, different positions of closing or different stages in the in the, the game. But early on, if you would ask 13-year-old Justin what wealthy was, I'd probably tell you me today was farther than I could have imagined at 13, at 13 years old. Now, Justin at 39, I'm 39 now, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, Justin at 39, knowing some people that I think are truly wealthy, and then when I have conversations with them where they're stressed out about something stupid, I'm like, why do you even deal with that? You don't even need to work the rest of your life. Your kids don't even need to work, but you're still, you're stressed about this minute detail that just you're just doing it because you either internally have something to prove or you just love it. So if you love it, why are you so mad right now? Yeah, I think if I had to define wealthy, it would be on the number of years I could go without ever having to make any. And yep. like right now, I could go a long time yep. without having to make any money. But at some point, the cash flow, whether it's from one business or the other or money I have in investments or whatever, like it, all of those things have to stay as they are for me to feel comfortable. Feel comfortable. And some of those have uh, deadlines or yep. whatever I'm supposed to say. Dates. In dates. Yeah. Uh, and some of them, like if we stopped marketing, like they make really good cash flow every month, but mm -hmm. if we stopped marketing them, eventually that would die off. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm can't go, let's say I live another 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go that long. Yeah. Right. Without having to do something. And I think that's how I'm probably defining wealth nowadays. Yeah. I think that's a good point. That's I, I haven't, I still don't know that I could define it. Like I, I know people that I think are wealthy, but then you heard I said I that I think are wealthy because they look, they appear. It seems like the numbers add up, but I've been fooled before where I think people are wealthy, and you know it turns out they're living really high on the hog with credit, and they're just and it's that the moment something stops, they're broke again, and you know borrowing five thousand dollars from you, and six months before they had three Lamborghinis. <laughs> yeah, so the world is full. I don't know if people really understand like how the world is of smoke and mirrors yeah until you really start learning like on a intimate level over hundreds of people what it really looks like in their bank account to before you understand that like oh my god well i think you actually 
to saw statistic and you said it earlier, like eight it was eighty five percent. What is it? Eighty five percent less than five thousand dollars to their name. Eighty five percent of the of people have less than five grand to their name. Mm-hmm. And I get that because I've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been there too. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just like, but based on that statistic, you would never know because every well, not everyone. So many people have nice cars, mm-hmm. nice clothes, nice places to live, mm-hmm. but on the inside they're struggling. Yeah. And I, that's a stress that, you know, when people talk about hurrying up and going on their own, that's, man, that's a stress that I don't want for somebody because it, it will eat you up. Now, this isn't an all bad show. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, Debbie Downer, oh, the world sucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I I did see where we had people talking about take some time to, to see how far you've come. And, you know, that's been a common thread amongst the, the influencer sphere on Instagram. You know, just take some time to appreciate where you're at. You know, you made it through a pandemic in the last year, you know. I think I can speak for most land investors. Your sales have been higher than they ever have. Your land's moving faster than it's ever have. You're getting top dollar for it. It's a little bit tougher to buy, but you're you're still the stuff that you're pushing through. You're you're making really good money on. Now I see two spectrums. I see people doubling down on their business, and I see people going and buying, you know, expensive luxury things that they don't really need. You know, I've seen guys buy boats. I've seen guys buy airplanes. I've seen guys buy all kinds of crazy stuff with their land money, and it's hey, you know, you're chasing a dream, but what happens when it's not there? Yeah, the, I I think about that all the time too. No, I think about when I was selling real estate back in 08, 09, thinking, and it was a hot market, mm-hmm. thinking, well, this is never going to end. I'll never be affected. I'll live however I want. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, most people know the story. It definitely didn't end that way. Yeah. I <laughs> No, it didn't. And, I, and I'm glad that it kind of humbled you early. I hate that you had to go through it, but I think it, it the struggle... I think somebody needed you to struggle at some point in your life mm-hmm. to get that energy right. Well, they got what they wanted. <laughs> oh man, I was uh, was sitting there Saturday night, Sunday. They had the uh, the crypto market had a blip in it, right? It, and and so both of us, we've we've talked about buying and selling crypto in the past. It's not something we're ever we're never like, oh, go join our app for Kraken or whatever to get our affiliate link or whatever. It's not something that we're professional cryptos, but we play in it. We like it. We've been doing it for years. Um, you know. It when we saw the blip Saturday night, me and Jessica had stayed up. We'd had a few drinks, and then uh, I looked at the crypto market and I said, "Oh crap!" Like it, it, it was, it, a, it, was, it, was a, big, a it was a blip with all capital letters. Yeah, yeah you know, it was. A, it's, <laughs> and so I think in like an hour, I think I think for me, I think I lost like four thousand bucks. And I told her, I was like, "Oh man, I just lost four grand on this in this hour." And she's like, "What?" And I was like, "You know, the the difference between like that perception, that money, I know it was still profitable." Um, it wasn't losing it all, you know, it was just, it was what it was. But if my parents would have done that when we were kids and lost four grand, I think they, like my mom and dad probably would have gotten such a huge fight because they didn't have four grand to lose, you know, and it's in it, whether that's a relative, you know, actual loss because it's investments, but you know, it's things like that, that you slowly invest or you slowly save, you slowly compound your money. And then there's a point where, you get to where you're like, okay, I, this investment lost four grand today. It's going to go back up. I'm not selling it. it doesn't, you don't lose it till you sell it. But you know that that actual value of what it's worth and what that loss is. And I mean, I, I know you probably lost a little bit more than me in that hour or two. And, and then you start to read and try to figure out what happened and see if you can to replicate that. But at the end of the day, you didn't lose all your money. You still have money there working for you, and you're still seeing a heck of a return. I think one of the coins we're in makes six percent guaranteed a year. It's like close to seven because it compounds daily. Yeah, yeah, pays daily. Yeah, uh, probably best not to get on crypto because you'll get me going. I'll never shut up about it. <laughs> but um, talking about like compounding your wealth, it, it reminds me 
before the show we're recording right now, we did some other shows today for other people. And I was thinking, cause we always tell the story about how we, well, they always ask, how'd you get started? And I always mm-hmm. tell the deal, the story of my first deal, mm-hmm. buy for two, buy two and a half acres for $250. Mm-hmm. Well, April 5th was the end of my fifth year as a land investor, beginning of the sixth year. Mm-hmm. And it's also when we signed, got a contract accepted, signed the deal on almost 2,500 acres, you know, 2,424 yeah. acres. Yeah. Five full years. $250 property to a multi-million dollar property. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it. And it's so you're taking that time to think about how far you go and understanding that there's a journey to this. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why would you teach everybody how to do the blueprint? You know, that's a common question we get. Um, but why would you teach people the bass boat property if that's niche been so good to you? And it's because, Hey, we, we want to join venture with you with plum. I want you to know how I buy so you can buy accordingly, but B, we there's so much of that land. That's that, that, that versus of that abundance versus scarcity mentality. But when we have somebody that understands that concept and we bring a deal like the Sutton County deal where we're 2,424 acres and we're like, hey, this is what we're doing. And they, they see it and they're like, okay, we're just buying it as the, as the six pack and we're going to sell it as an individual bottle. You know, it becomes a, a different mindset shift. You know, is it, I'm still a little bit nervous by this one. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, oh crap, because I'm watching everything go through, like the, setting up the LLC, getting the EIN, getting all the bank accounts set up because. Yeah, I have to move. We have to move a million dollars to that account and have them ready to go over the bank. They're waiting on the appraisal to make sure that the bank's okay with it, even though the appraisers and everybody have already agreed and brokers have all agreed. And then the exciting part is when you have three or four buyers that are just waiting for you to close so they can pick out their property or their parcel number and and get it under contract and going. So it's like, oh crap, this is real. Like this is happening, and it seems surreal because our journey we've shared all the way through, like the two hundred and fifty dollar properties to now this one. And it's like, wow, we've really gotten to a point where like, I feel like we could take on anything in the land game, but it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen because we weren't willing to try it. It, it happened because of all that. We, we took the time to learn the complexities of the deal. We understood what it took to make good money. Look how comps, but it's still the same thing as buying for less and selling for more. And that to me, that wealth, that, that almost makes me feel wealthy because I know that at any given time I can turn up the machine and say, Hey, here, throw 50,000 pieces of mail out or go buy this property because I know if I split it up, it's worth this. You remember when, well, I remember when we first getting started and I think everybody, when they first getting started, you think of how much mail you're going to send out. Yeah. You, you think a thousand or 2000 or even 3000 letters, I guess it's, it's a big number. Yeah. And now I don't know if it's just a shift in everything or just our mindset, but I feel like there's a lot of people doing it to send 2000 letters. It's just like, yeah, you know, yeah, I was bored last week. I don't even know why I did it, but I think I sent out 7,000 pieces of mail just because I was bored. Yeah. Not because I I don't need anything in the pipeline. I was just like, eh, eh, better have some mail out. So I have something in three months. Yeah. And then the other thing I would say is like, we're still continuing our journey. We're still building our wealth. It's not like we did this deal and this is it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, Okay, we just we got our first one, but now how do we get one a quarter? Can we do this every quarter? Mm-hmm. Right? And the way we do that is by sharing our journey, like we're doing right now, and teaching other people. Because the investors on this deal are investors that have gone through our training, who know us, mm-hmm. who we're, who we're working with, and if we're going to be knocking out, you know, uh, three, four, five million dollar purchase every quarter. Quarter, yeah. Well, we got to have people like the you guys listening right now who trust us, who believe in us, who understand land, who've gone through the training, and are want to jump in on it. Yeah. I had a call yesterday from a guy that I worked with in the past and he sold some, his trampoline parks. And he's like, all right, man, I got 700,000 to help on the down payment. I just want to keep 200 acres for myself. It needs to be X amount of miles from here, from here to here. 
I said, okay, oh, shit, I guess I need to look. So I was looking at luxury ranches yesterday. I think I sent Adam one and I, I sent it to my wife too, to try to get her to say yes on it. But man, it was, that thing was bad as a high fence ranch. It had some big accommodation, like big, like mansion on it and swim up bar. Like, I mean, it was, it was a resort. It was a resort. It no. was, I was like, I could see myself just making this like a winery and being down here, get some other cabins, Airbnb and just renting this place out and just living the dream down here for the rest of my life. Yeah. I don't know if I would throw the winery on there. I just, if, well, we don't know how much money it's currently making. Cause it does have the event center. Yeah. If it made enough money to cover everything there, plus you get to live there in that, the owner's house. Yeah. But you can always add a little niche to it. You know, you gotta make yeah. it a destination. I don't know. There's, it's gonna. It's a resort. It's gonna be hunters coming through, wedding parties all the time. There's gonna be plenty of alcohol. You don't need to grow it out <laughs> your own. You know. No, I think in Texas you only have to say your winery and you just bring in barrels from other places. Like you don't have to grow it yourself. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be at the sw- at the pool at the swim up bar just talking to everyone. They'd be like, "Who are you?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm one of the owners here. <laughs> I'm one of the owners. Hey guys, that's what I'm here for." Now that's and that's the the fun thing. That's what I want to be in life. That to me is like that guy that walks in and like flip flops and in shorts and ask for a million dollars. I still remember, you know, we've talked about that the first time I went to private money and the, it was, it threw them off because I was in shorts to, to have that meeting. And Adam jokes, cause I didn't wear short pants for almost a year because I was proving something to myself. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I was actually having a conversation the other day. Maybe this is a better way to describe uh, wealthy as I want to be the guy who my like sole business, if you will, is, just the guy who syndicators or other deal people are coming to because they know I have the money and they're like, Hey Adam, I need a hundred. I need 500 for this project and I can review it and say, okay, here you go. And then I've got Joe Blow over here who also needs 200. I can look at that and say, yeah, you know what? Here you go. Here's 200, right? So you want to be a loan shark? No, cause they're not loans. They're, they're, <laughs> they're investments. investments. Yeah. 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 And I'm not charging 400% interest. I'm uh, just getting my, getting my slice of the pie. That's right. Yeah. I think they call that a venture capitalist. Yeah, but I don't want the uh, corporate term to it. I'm not okay. a corporate guy. Like when I think venture capitalist, I all of a sudden I'm hearing like some analyst who thinks they know everything about everything, but really don't know shit outside their Excel sheet. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. You know, like I I want the blue collar venture capitalist company. Okay, you want to be Billy Ray Cyrus? <laughs> <laughs> the two blue collar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. We're we got them a little bit long today. You know, the, the idea behind this is, A, we want you to take a little time to say uh, to, to understand that this is not an overnight thing. You know, five years of us aggressively going after stuff has put us in a position where we have built some systems, we have built some partnerships, and, you know, worked with the groups of people that, that have, we've all made money together. And so, you know, as you go through this, it, yes, your net worth and your network all go hand in hand, but it's not an overnight thing. It's you have to take the steps forward. And there's some days, you know, understand why you're taking that step forward because it doesn't make sense to you, but it will as you continually move towards your goal or whatever that would, whatever that goal is. All right. Well, that's it guys. As always do us a favor, go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, give us a like, a follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us, like rate review and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.